Hello and welcome to Harikats. I'm Hari Stephen Kumar and today is Wednesday, September 30th. It is week five, five weeks to go till the election of our lifetimes. And today is also the day after the first presidential debate. And uh, oh my God, what a um, frankly traumatizing and depressing experience that was. But today what I'm trying to do is as a way of snapping myself um, and healing from the depression and the trauma that I feel from having watched the debate, um, because there are any number of articles and analysis out there about this debate, I'm sure it'll go down as one of the most consequential debates in presidential election history. So today what I want to do is really focus on the positive and on the personal. I want to focus uh, and share with you stories of everyday people uh, whom I've met in my volunteering work so far, especially a couple of people from Wisconsin that I think you'll be inspired by. I want you to meet Linda and Frank later in this episode. Uh, I'm going to share their story with you. Also, last week, after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, um, I put out a call. I asked people to, to volunteer, um, and I want to share with you some stories of the amazing friends and co-workers who have, who have stepped up, um, as well as some of the amazing fellow volunteers and organizers whom I've met just this past week. So, friends, let's not get depressed. Let's push onward together. Oniva, come with me now to Wisconsin, and let's meet Linda and Frank. The phone is ringing and I'm waiting for somebody to pick up on the other end. And as I'm waiting, I'm looking at my screen and it tells me the name, Linda, of the person that I'm supposed to talk to if she picks up. It's Monday evening, September 21st, and I'm uh, staffing the voter assistance hotline for Wisconsin. And part of what I'm doing in this series of phone calls is I'm calling back voters who have expressed that they need some help. Uh, they might have a question about their absentee ballot or their mail-in ballot, or they might have a question about the process of voting. And so as I'm waiting, I'm kind of rehearsing through like what I'm going to say and, and ask them if they need any help. And as I'm doing that, suddenly the phone picks up and I hear a voice. Hello. And I go, uh, hi, uh, is, uh, is Linda there, please? This is Linda. Who is this? Uh, hi, my name is Hari. Uh, I'm a volunteer with the uh, Wisconsin uh, Democratic Party. Oh, I'm so glad you called. I, you know, I thought you were going to be one of those telemarketers. I, I was hoping to be able to talk to a Democrat. And, I, and I, I relax and I laugh and I say, oh, you know, I didn't think that, you know, somebody would think me of me as actually better than a telemarketer. Uh, but yes, I'm calling with the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Um, uh, and I'm calling because you might have been on a call with one of our volunteers uh, earlier and you, you might have expressed that you needed, you had a question about, uh, about your ballot. Can I help you with that? And so Linda begins to open up and share with me her story. And it turns out Linda lives in a deeply Republican part of rural southeast Wisconsin, about an hour, hour and a half south of Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and Linda is 69 years old, and it turns out that she had a question about wanting to go vote in person. Linda had been in the hospital earlier this year. She had been hospitalized for five months, and she had lost her voice. And uh, she had just gotten out of the hospital about a few weeks before this, this call, uh, and her voice was still recovering. 
And uh, having been in hospital for five, for five months, Linda is really worried about catching COVID. And, and so, so she wants to know if uh, there's early voting available in Wisconsin. And, uh, and, and she told me that, you know, even if there is no early voting available, she cares so much about this election that she's willing to go stand in line for hours on election day, even though she's recovering from, from being hospitalized and even though she's worried about getting sick of COVID. So I tell her the good news. I tell her, look, you know, um, early voting is available in Wisconsin. It starts October 20th. I ask her about mail-in ballots and she goes, nope, she's not, she doesn't want to, you know, send her ballot in by mail. She wants to walk in to her municipal clerk's office and vote in person. And she wants information on that. So as we begin talking, she shares with me why she's so passionate about this. She absolutely hates Trump. She wants to elect uh, and cast her vote for Joe Biden. Um, but she told me that ever since the 2016 election, she has been calling every day. She has been calling her senators from Wisconsin. She has been calling her Congress people from Wisconsin. She has been calling other leaders in Congress. She's been calling Senator McConnell, who's not even from Wisconsin, but he's the leader of the Republican Senate. He's from, from Kentucky. But she's been calling his office. She's been, she used to live two blocks down, down from uh, Paul Ryan's office, back when Paul Ryan was Speaker of the House. And she used to call his office constantly before 2018. And she said that she called every single day. And she even got her sister and her friends to call as much as possible. But she called every single day to all of these people. She said that the only time that she could not call was when she was in the hospital for five months. And that as soon as she got discharged, and as soon as she was able to, she's been calling. And she told me that now with her voice still recovering, she could only call maybe two or three people a day. And she is still making those calls every day. And she said that in her deeply Republican part of the state, she lives in a house that, that has about an acre worth of frontage on a road, and she wanted to put Biden signs up on the road, uh, on her property. But for some reason or other, she's not able to get Biden signs. Um, she called her, her local Democratic County uh, Party office, um, and they were not able to give her her signs. Uh, she's 69. She's retired. She doesn't have much of an income, uh, and she's recovering from from hospitalization. But she told me that just that day, just just before I called that day, she had decided to donate $35 to Biden's campaign, even though she could not really afford to spend those $35. And so, as I as I was listening to to Linda, um, uh, you know, I, I looked up information for her about early voting. Um, but, you know, her story moved me so much that I, I took down her, her information and I, I told her that I personally would buy uh, a Biden sign and have it shipped to her. And she just, you know, it, it meant the world to her. She, she was just so thankful for that. There's an interesting coda to this story. And so a little bit later in this episode, uh, we will come back to Linda but this is just one of many people in Wisconsin that I've gotten to, to talk with over just the past few weeks. Um, 
And in the phone banks that I organize uh, and that I do training for, uh, other volunteers who are making calls into Wisconsin, when we do our debriefs together after phone banks, uh, they share with us stories of similar people uh, in Wisconsin who are just um, you know, committed and, and are dedicated to doing everything they can, uh, despite whether they are, they've just lost their jobs, whether they are sick. Um, and so I want you to meet Frank, another person. And this is uh, as, as part of, uh, of another phone bank that I do, where we call people and we ask them uh, if they'd be willing to volunteer in some kind of way, uh, and especially if they'd be willing to be poll workers. Um, to open up polling stations. So I, I'm making a bunch of these calls. And in this phone bank, because I'm making calls uh, out of the blue, most of these calls don't get answered um, because I'm making them with my own phone and the other end of the person does not know this number. Um, and so it's toward the end of a particular shift. It's a, it's a Wednesday evening. Um, and, uh, and just as I'm about to, you know, give up on, on calling for the night, the, my last call of the session gets picked up and a guy answered the phone and he goes, hello. And I go, uh, hi, is this Frank? And he goes, who is this? And I go, well, uh, hi, my name is Hari. I'm, I'm calling with, uh, with the voter protection team, with the Wisconsin Democrats. And he goes, oh, dude, I'm so glad you called, but dude, I'm in the hospital right now. I'm recovering from a lung procedure. Hey, man, can you call me back on Friday? I get discharged soon, and and uh, I, I, you know, but just call me back on Friday. And I'm I'm like, oh man, look, I'm I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to call you in the hospital. He goes, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. I really, really, really want to help. I'm a Biden supporter, and and I really want to find a way to to get involved. So please call me back. And I said, okay, look, you know, I'll, I'll take your information down a lot and, and somebody will call you back on Friday. And he goes, yes, call me back. Please do. And he hangs up. And so I make a note of his name and his number. Uh, and I write down, you know, call me back. Please do. Uh, and that piece of paper stays next to my computer. After the phone bank, I type in that information in an email and I send it to the organizer uh, at, at the Wisconsin Democratic Party in Wisconsin who is responsible for uh, all, all these phone banks. And I give them this information and I say, look, this guy, Frank, he's recovering from a lung procedure, but he really wants to help. And he's asked for a call back on Friday. And I got an email back saying, thank you very much. We'll, we'll uh, make sure that he's included in the Friday, Friday list uh, of people to call back. But over the next two days... Frank's story kind of sticks with me, and I'm trying to think about, like, this guy in a hospital recovering from a lung procedure, getting a call out of nowhere, but as soon as he heard that I was calling with the Wisconsin Democratic Party, he he actually was excited, and, and he uh, did not want me to feel bad about calling him in the hospital, and he actually wanted to be called back. So Friday comes around, and during the lunch hour on Friday, for me, I glance down and I see the piece of paper. It said, call me back, please do. So I called him back on Friday. The phone rings. He picks up. Hello? And I go, hi, is, uh, is, is this Frank? He goes, who is this? I go, Frank, this is Hari. We, we talked on Wednesday. And, and, and he goes, oh, dude, I'm still in the hospital. Oh, man, you know, uh, I'm waiting for my transportation to come. Uh, you know, can you call me back on, on Monday, please? 
I'm like, all right, Frank. He goes, look, look, I'm not trying to blow you off. You know, I, it's just that the procedure took a little longer than I expected. And I said, dude, Frank, look, you know, I, I want to make sure you're okay. I don't want to call you if you're sick. He goes, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay, dude. Just, just call me on Monday, please. I'm like, all right. So Monday comes around and I call Frank. And Frank goes, oh, man, dude, I'm actually in my doctor's office right now for a follow-up. Uh, I know it seems to you like you keep calling at the wrong time, but can you call this afternoon? Can you call this evening? I'll be home. I'm like, all right, Frank, I will. And by this time, I'm wondering, is Frank even a real person? Is he playing me around, along? Is, is he a, possibly a Republican? Um, but Monday evening after work, I call him one more time. And he picks up the phone. And by now... I know his voice. He knows my voice. He picks up. He goes, hello. And I go, Frank, this is Hari. And he goes, oh, my dude, this is a good time. I'm at home. We can finally talk. And we end up talking for a good half hour. And it turns out Frank is 61 years old, and he lives in a rural part of southeast Wisconsin. Actually, turns out in roughly the same area of the state as, as Linda does. But Frank lives about an hour north of Madison. And he shares with me that he is also retired uh, from the U.S. Postal Service. He was a postal worker. Um, and he uh, moved out of Milwaukee and found this small piece of land uh, north of Madison, out in the boondocks, as he described it, and in a very, very, very Republican part of the, the, the county. Um, and he told me that he had uh, just gotten his this this lung procedure and so likewise really really scared about covid but also he said that in this very republican county he was seeing a lot of voter suppression tactics going on and he said that he was trying to do his part. He he told me that uh, with all the doctors and with all the nurses and with everybody, like the the, the person that picked him up for transportation, um, that he was telling them about the Democrats and about Joe Biden, and he was telling them to vote against Trump. And he was like, look, you know, I've talked to at least 30, 40 people just over the past three days while I was in the hospital, and I and I made sure to let them know that, you know, th this, this is what Frank believes. Uh, but I, I really want to help with this voter suppression stuff that the Republicans are doing. And I said, look, I'm, you know, here's, here's why we're, we're calling. Uh, we, wanna, we want to see if people can help open up polling stations by being a poll worker. And so Frank said that because he's recovering from, from the lung procedure, he couldn't uh, be inside a polling station for a prolonged period of time. But he was interested uh, in being a poll observer. So I got Frank connected to the Wisconsin Democratic Party um, and uh, uh, to, to, to be registered as a poll observer. And for Frank, too, we bonded over our shared passion for doing anything we can. So here's Frank, also recovering from, from hospital. And Frank, who is now going to be a poll observer, trying to help out um, and make sure that, that people's ability to vote in his very, very Republican county in Wisconsin that that the people's ability to vote is going to be protected and is going to count. Linda and Frank are, are what today, as I'm thinking about the debate from yesterday, uh, people like Linda and Frank are what make me motivated to, to keep going. Less than five weeks to go, but people in Wisconsin are actually already voting by mail. Um, and volunteers like me 
are reaching out to people like Linda and Frank in states like Wisconsin to try to mobilize the vote, but also to try to do everything we can to, to help people uh, help others and, and get the vote out. So I'm, I, put, I put the call out last week for friends to join me. Let's now switch gears a little bit and let's get to know some of these other volunteers like me who are stepping up and trying to do everything we can. Come with me now and let's meet a few other people. Oniva. So last week, I asked you, hey, you, yes, you, <laughs> come join me on the adventure of a lifetime. And so after that, I actually reached out um, by text and a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of you, maybe if you're listening, stepped up. So I want to tell you about my friend Mark, my friend Kevin, Michelle, Daryl, Sherry, Louvere, um, who stepped up uh, and responded to me personally when I reached out to them. There were also others who, who um, uh, got in touch with me, Mike, Kyle, um, you know, uh, my fellow trainers in the Wisconsin Phone Bank group, Nancy and, and Nimat, uh, as well as people just last week who stepped up and joined us uh, as part of the Wisconsin crew. Um, you know, these were people that I, I, I never uh, met before. Um, you know, it certainly wasn't because they heard this podcast or anything like that. These were people that reached out to Swing Left and got plugged into the Wisconsin group. Um, so Janet and Shella uh, and Annie and, and Jen, who started new phone banks. And then callers, um, you know, it's, it's after Labor Day. And over the past two weeks in the Wisconsin subgroup, we have seen an increasing number of volunteers signing up to do phone banking for the first time, some of them for the first time ever in their lives, that they're deciding to take their steps, to put themselves out of their comfort zone and actually pick up the phone and call strangers <laughs> in swing states. Um, people like like Howie, the uh, the anti-Trump uh, musician who's got a band who's, who's released a CD of anti-Trump uh, songs. Songs. Singer, songwriter who joined us from his uh, recording studio <laughs> to do phone calls. Um, and um, some, uh, you know, surprising uh, other volunteers who, who stepped in, people from all across the country, uh, volunteers from Tennessee, volunteers from California, volunteers from Oregon, in the middle of wildfires going on in Oregon, people calling in to try to do phone banking into Wisconsin, into, into other swing states. So uh, I want to now tell you a little bit about each, some, some particular folks that have come up. First up, um, folks that, that stepped up uh, immediately to jump into doing phone banking. In particular, uh, you know, my friend Sherry. Uh, uh, Sherry um, uh, is, a, is a co-worker, and uh, a few weeks ago, I reached out because uh, the Swing Left group was looking for trainers, and Sherry has experience doing training. And so Sherry immediately jumped in and is now doing a bunch of phone bank trainings for a separate group that's focusing on Michigan, a similar group within the Swing Left family in Boston. But Sherry is now doing what I'm doing for Wisconsin. She's doing for Michigan. She's organizing uh, and, and training uh, phone bank volunteers uh, joining phone banks for Michigan. So Sherry, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Um, uh, I have my, my other co-worker, Kevin. 
Uh, Kevin and I work on a lot of projects together. Kevin might be listening to this too. And just last week, uh, I, you know, Kevin was one of the first coworkers that I reached out to to be a little pushy with, um, beyond just like offering like, hey, are you interested? But with Kevin, um, I actually had a conversation with him. And Kevin took the plunge and and joined a uh, two different phone banks that I was actually doing the training for just this past week, uh, and and so to see Kevin in the Zoom call uh, after we've been in uh, you know Zoom meetings at work, uh, but after work seeing Kevin again and seeing him actually make phone calls, uh, uh, you know for the first time in his life uh, doing these phone bon- phone banking calls. Um, that's been an inspiration for me. So Kevin, thank you so much. And then there's my friend, Mark. Uh, Mark started out as a coworker, became a real, real good friend of mine, even though he's not a coworker anymore. He now works for a different company. Uh, he's actually a bit of a, a big shot at a, at a major Boston area tech company. But I reached out to him last week and he immediately jumped in and uh, uh, asked how he could help. And uh, he, he's gotten now plugged into some of the senior leadership folks at, uh, at Swing Left, and uh, he's going to be diving in and helping phone bank groups get organized and get trained. Um, meanwhile, there are a few other people that I reached out to who responded back saying, you know, phone banking is not necessarily what they're interested in. Uh, and I was really moved by, by one of them, a dear, dear friend of mine, Michelle, who said, look, you know, I... I'm really looking for a non-tech or a low-tech way of doing things. Um, you know, the, the the message that I sent to all of them was like a text message that said, hey, uh, are you looking to get involved? Uh, if you're already involved, great. But if not, I've got some options that may work for you that may be more impactful. And Michelle wrote back saying, I hadn't considered getting involved before, but tell me more. I'm interested. And when I began describing phone banking, Michelle said, I'm in, you know, on the computer all day, every day. And then afterward, I've got a bunch of volunteer uh, work that I do that's also, because of the pandemic, happening remotely, virtually. If there's anything that involves less tech, I would really be interested. And because this is Michelle, uh, a, a mentor that I, that I respect dearly, I began looking up what are some ways to get involved, voter-to-voter contact, that doesn't involve the phone. And I ended up finding for Michelle, and it turns out for a few other coworkers who also had a similar need, I found a letter writing project um, called Vote Forward, and I and I provided that information to to Michelle. And in looking that up, it actually became something that I committed to alongside Michelle and my other coworkers, Daryl and Louvier, saying to them. If you commit to writing a few letters to a state of your choice, I will also commit and write letters with you. And that has now become my favorite way to unwind at the end of a long day of work and of phone banking. In the evenings now, I pull up my my sheet of paper, uh, my favorite fountain pen, um, stack of envelopes, a roll of stamps, and with just the light of my lamp, no computer open, no phone open. I write handwritten letters. Um, and this week, what I've been I've begun doing is taking these letters and taking a walk during the day, good old fashioned walk 
two miles down the road. My, my village post office is two miles away. And so walking to my post office, dropping off these letters and walking back uh, gives me about an hour of, of exercise just walking. And so thank you, Michelle and, and Daryl and Levere for pushing me to find a low-tech, non-tech option and then actually joining me in that. And so... Uh, so that's those that's that's the the world of friends of mine uh, who have responded to to this outreach, uh, and and if you're listening to this, um, you, you can't know how much that that means to me, especially on this day uh, after this 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 crazy debate. Meanwhile, um, other folks that I've ended up meeting two weeks ago. Uh, uh, two people as, that, are, that are part of the Wisconsin group, Nancy and, and Nimath, uh, stepped up to help out with doing these trainings. Four weeks ago, when I interviewed Steve, who is one of the co-organizers of the Wisconsin group, we were at two phone banks. And when I interviewed Steve in the podcast episode, Steve had his motivating tension was to actually scale up and offer more phone banks. He had been wanting to do more, uh, but he didn't necessarily want to do a whole lot more. He wanted to find other people and see if we can scale up without doing, for him, even more than what he was already doing. Well, Steve, if you're listening, what started out with two phone banks about four weeks ago, we now have seven phone banks that uh, go across the week. But for those seven phone banks, the trainings that I'm doing for those... There's no way that I could have scaled up those trainings without Nancy and Nimath joining the, the crew. So Nancy, Nimath, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And especially Nancy, who turns out is an experienced uh, trainer uh, with 20 plus years of, of experience doing highly experiential training. And um, the feedback that Nancy provided has really helped us take the trainings up for these Wisconsin phone banks up a notch to the extent that new first-time phone bank callers who are joining our phone banks are finding themselves really inspired, really feeling confident and supported in making these calls, telling us in the debrief afterward that it was a lot more fun than they had expected, and we're seeing them come back the next week and the next week, and we're seeing them bring their friends with them, and them telling their friends, hey, you're going to do fine. These folks have a great training that's going to get you going and going to get you actually impactful and effective. So that could not be possible without a training crew. So thank you, Nancy and Nimath, for, for making that possible. How do we get from two phone banks to seven phone banks a week just for the Wisconsin group in Swing Left? Well, it's because of the amazing recruiting work that Steve is doing, but it's also because of people who are stepping up to actually host these phone banks. And so just last week, I met four amazing people who in pairs started two whole new phone banks for us. The first pair is Janet and Shella. Now, Janet and Shella, turns out, they are actually part of the uh, Salam Shalom Sisterhood, uh, a, a, an interfaith Jewish-Muslim uh, group uh, of, of women uh, it's a nonpartisan group, so they're doing this as not as part of that group, but many of the friends that they have brought to this to this phone bank are from that group. And so Janet and Shella together decided to start a phone bank, even though neither of them had ever done phone banking or started a phone bank group together before. 
And so these two women came along, came uh, came on board last week, and uh, I, I worked with them, and Nancy worked with them, and we launched their phone bank last week, and they brought their friends with them. And the very first phone bank session we did, it was so inspiring to see a group of interdenominational, interreligious Jewish and Muslim women making phone calls into Wisconsin and really connecting with voters in Wisconsin and helping voters in Wisconsin, uh, uh, Biden supporters, get their uh, get the help they need to get their ballot and, and get to mobilizing the vote. So um, thank you so much, Janet and Shella, if you're listening to this. Meanwhile, a couple of other women who joined us last week, Annie and Jen. They joined, they immediately wanted to start a phone bank as well, and they picked Monday, this past Monday, even though, A, it was Yom Kippur, and Annie is Jewish, and even though it was Annie's birthday, and Annie said that for her birthday, she wanted to get her friends to join her to do this phone bank. And so we launched that phone bank this past Monday, just a couple days ago. And for that phone bank, we had 45 people, friends of Annie's and Jen's, and we sang happy birthday to Annie, and then we put them to work. I took them to the training, and they began making calls into Wisconsin. And yet again, an amazing uh, experience uh, for them, and this this feeling of camaraderie and joy that, that Annie and Jen and her, her their friends had. So thank you, Annie and Jen, Janet and Jella, for, for making this happen. That's sort of the... The, the constellation of volunteers and organizers. And along this way, because we now have these seven phone banks, in each of these phone banks now, there is this feeling of community because some of the people in these phone banks are coming back. There is a there, there are some regulars that are returning. There are other groups that are coming and doing these phone banks together with us. And so we're, be, we're beginning to get to know some of those phone bank callers over time. You know, one of my favorite uh, examples is, uh, you know, uh, Flossie from Tennessee. Um, she, her very, very first phone bank, she was running into all kinds of technical issues uh, with the dialer, with her, with her own computer, um, uh, and she persisted, even though it got to a point where I told her, you know what, Flossie, you know, maybe this is not your night. Maybe you need to come back next time. She goes, okay, but I'm going to try anyway. And in the last 15 minutes of the session is when she finally managed to make the tech all work out. And she ended up actually connecting to five different voters and helped out two voters who had a critical question. That was inspiring to me. Another woman who joined us, Marianne, uh, first time ever phone banking in her life. Um, and she figured out one of the tech issues that was actually puzzling us and puzzling other people. And she chimed in and said, oh, I think I just figured it out. It's you press this button and then it, it happens. And we had no idea that that's, that's the, the solution to that. So first time person um, and who helped out with that. When I look at these phone banks and when I, when I see all the phone bank volunteers that are showing up, it is an inspiring vision of who we can be as a country and really as a people. And, uh, you know, these are people who are showing up in these phone banks. They're young, they're old, they're high tech, they're low tech. Some of them are tech savvy. Some of them are tech weary, <laughs> like my friends. Uh, some of them are severely tech challenged. And for some of them, I, I, I just admire 
in this COVID age, when we're doing all this virtually, and they are trying to call in on a on a flaky internet connection on a on an old computer using an ancient browser, and they're trying to navigate a strange website that's showing them a script that's in a different you know layout and with multiple colors and confusing buttons to press, and they persist anyway. Even though as frustrating as it is, they are assuring me like, yeah, I know I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to try to figure this out. And they do it and they make calls and they connect with people in Wisconsin who need our help. That is amazing to see this diverse Jewish, Muslim, atheist, Christian, Hindu, Tantra, (laughs) myself, uh, interracial folks coming in and enjoying so that is something I'm holding on to after the, after the debate yesterday of like, this is a group of people who do not represent the ugliness that our president, <laughs> that, the, that the, the person, the orange um, idiot who claims to be president of the United States, this group of people do not represent that ugliness that we saw from that orange thing yesterday that was assaulting basic human decency on the stage. Because what we are trying to do together, despite what that monstrosity is doing, is that we are actually trying to help people like Linda and Frank and so many others get out there and vote, make our voices heard. And so, speaking of Linda, let's actually go back to Linda and hear a surprising twist in this tale of the story of Linda. Let's go back to Wisconsin now. The phone rings, and this time I pick up the phone because it's actually my phone that's ringing. I'm in my car. I'm driving back home. It's Tuesday evening, yesterday, September 29th, and I see that it's a Wisconsin number, and I'm wondering, who could this be calling from Wisconsin? By now, I've made hundreds of calls into Wisconsin using my phone, so somebody's probably calling me back. And so on a whim, I answer, and I go, hi, who is this? And the person on the other end goes, Hi, is this Hari? And I go, Linda, is this you? Yeah, Hari. I just want you to know that just today I got a package with Biden signs. Thank you so much. And yes, sure enough, I had shipped her uh, signs for her front yard and she just received them yesterday. And we had this amazing conversation about how excited she was to finally have these signs. And she said that she had felt when she was putting those $35 in the mail that she felt like, you know, I I can't afford to donate $35. I can't afford to give this $35, um, but I'm going to try to give it and put it out to the universe. And she felt like I had provided for her these uh, signs, these Biden signs, um, in response to her gesture of putting $35 out into the universe. And so she told me that in this deeply red Republican part of Wisconsin, a rural area where there are Trump signs everywhere, she told me that I can count on now that there's this one high visibility corner, this highway where her property is, where it is 
absolutely unavoidable for anybody driving by not to, to, not to see this these two Biden signs that she's going to proudly put there. And so that makes me smile that there are these Trump supporters who are going to be driving by thinking that they, you know, have Trump signs everywhere and they're going to see, you know, this firecracker of a woman, 69 years old, recovering from surgery, still making fiery phone calls (laughs) and putting uh, a sign in their face. And so as I'm thinking about the aftermath of the debate, and as I'm thinking about the trauma <laughs> that so many of us are feeling from seeing that that orange monstrosity's attack on decency, these are the decent, hardworking people, the volunteers, people, uh, voters like Linda and Frank, volunteers like Mark, Kevin, Michelle, Daryl, Sherry, Levere, Mike, Kyle, you know, trainers, organizers, Nancy, Nimath. You know, phone bank hosts, Janet, Shella, Annie, Jen, Steve, Ben, callers, Howie, you know, uh, Flossie, Marianne, and so many others. These these folks, we, <laughs> we're still here and we are staying dangerous. So, friends, Oniva, stay tuned, stay dangerous, and stay human. Thank you.